All right. Welcome back to the Three and Out podcast. What's it been? About a year and a half? Maybe two? I think March 2019 was the last episode. Wow. So now we're in who knows what month of 2020. Uh, Zach and Matt, we're back. Just two of the three right now. Ed will join us on a guest basis uh, for the first uh, through the first few weeks. And then I hope that he can hop on for the remainder of the season after that. But Zach, what's been going on? How's uh, a lot's changed in your life since last time we podcasted. So how's it going? Yeah, I think last time we podcast, uh, Mary was pregnant. Yep. And we had the baby shortly thereafter that baby Joe. It's my guy. Joey. Lots, a lot changes in your life when you have a kid. That's for sure. He's a, but yeah, he's a he's a Bills fan. Uh, his his mother uh, won the. Uh, it was actually the opening week of 2019 season. We just the Jets and the Bills played, and we decided whoever won that game, that's who he was going to be a fan of. And the Jets were up 16 to nothing at halftime. So I thought, oh, this is looking pretty good. And C.J. Mosley gets hurt. The Jets lose 17 to 16. Classic. He's been in Bill. He's been in Bills gear ever since. And you know what? I'm actually okay with it because the Bills are headed in the right direction, and the Jets will always be the Jets. We stink. I don't ever. I don't want to play him through that misery. I'd rather give him something good to cheer for. A hometown team. He can go to the games. Hope that kind of thing. One of the best decisions I made as a kid was to not become a Jets fan. My father and all three of my brothers are all Jets fans, so I ditched that one. So he's on the hey, he's smart. on a good way. <clears throat> smart. I don't know how I became a Jet fan, but I wish I never did. I wish I didn't. Yeah. I'm already a Mets fan, so it's enough. Yeah, that well you got you got high hopes here for the Mets uh, in the near future, right? With the Cohen buying the team. Yeah, that's a good sign. One of the positives of twenty twenty so far. That's what that's one of those things that I think growing up with a bunch of friends who were Mets fans is that nobody ever thought that that could happen. It was like the most far fetched idea ever that the Wilpons would finally sell the team. And then twenty twenty, the year of just wild shit happening, they sell the team. I'll take it. I'm watching them right now, actually. They're losing. Jacob DeGrom just left early injured. So, yeah, uh, nothing's changed. Oh, wow. Well, hopefully this guy comes in, spends a bunch of money, and you guys get some high-impact high players. Yeah, I hope so. You can't, ha- you can't have a, a team in New York with uh, with a middle-of-the-road payroll. It's just never going to work. Uh, things will change, and they'll change quickly, and I'm looking forward to it. So, so what's been going on in your life since uh, the quarantine started? Well... February turned 30. March, the whole world went to shit. Basically, all I've been doing is uh, the first few months of quarantine, I played a lot of Call of Duty Warzone, as you guys know. Um, I haven't worked. I still have my job, though, which is a good sign. It's a great sign. And uh, I've just been basking in all of these sports from morning to nighttime. How How was your life without sports? Because obviously in Vegas, what you all you want to do all the time is bet on sports. It was pretty tough. So- Vegas pretty much shut down, so there wasn't much to do outside. It then got to the famous 110-degree weather. So that kind of limited things you can do outside as well. Even like if you wanted to go shoot hoops, you couldn't. They took the hoops down. So Oh, yeah. They did that a lot of places around here. Also. Yeah. So before sports came back, it was kind of 
it kind of sucked. I mean, it was cool the first month or two because, you know, you're off from work. Hey, you're enjoying yourself, you know. Those you get still getting paid. Yeah, you know, but then it kind of gets old. And you see everybody else start going back to work and you haven't. So it gets a little depressing. But when sports came back, they kind of saved me right there. I got to watch baseball you... all day long, hockey all day long. The Miami Heat are on their run right now, so that's fun. What was what was Vegas like? If like if if you're trying to describe it to somebody who doesn't live there or hasn't been there in a long time, what was it like during the quarantine? Did it ever get like eerie, like how dead it was? Like if you walk down the the Las Vegas Boulevard strip, yeah, was it just so ever like empty? There was one night where we went for a bike ride down the strip, which is not something you can do even now, and it's not even that busy. But you kind of just drove right down the street. There was barely any cars. Um, casinos were boarded up it was wow. it was kind of like a i don't know it was just an eerie weird feeling but it was cool to do ride a bike up the ship and nobody around but now right as of right now vegas is reopening uh, a lot of the casinos are open right now right almost every casino will be open by the end of september but there's no shows bar tops are still closed so you're very limited to what you can do here but there's people and on the weekends it gets busier than the weekdays, obviously, but uh, yeah, hopefully we you, can recover quickly here. Do you do? Does the the city or the the state have like a planned phase reopening for that type of stuff, like the bar tops and stuff like that? Uh, bar tops gets pushed back every week, but I'm here. I hear on Twitter um, from like Vital Vegas, who's a big Vegas Twitter account, that they're going to be opening within a week or two. So hopefully that's the case. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, as you probably have heard, New York has these crazy restrictions. Uh, I guess not. I don't want to say crazy, but these very heavy restrictions on states that you can travel to and then come back to without having to quarantine, right? Nevada's on the list, but I, I'm pretty sure Nevada just came off the list uh, either today or yesterday. I saw that too. Which, mean, yeah. Yeah, which means that Nevada has their infection rate under control, which probably means you guys are going to be opening up at full capacity sometime in the near future. Yeah, they. I saw an aim date for shows was Christmas time, but uh, we'll see about all that. Yeah, I was supposed to come out there in two weeks for my thirtieth, and the actually the the Bills were in town that are in town that weekend, so it was going to be a great weekend. A bunch of people from Buffalo still actually flying out there. Even though you can't have uh, fans in the stands, nobody can even go to our brand new stadium down there. Sad. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, that all got canceled, pushed back. So uh, hopefully, I make it out there sometime soon. Yeah. So, all right. What are we doing with our with our podcast going forward? It's going to be kind of like it used to be. We have that pool that we're all in. Um, we get a spreadsheet. What's it on Monday? We get it? Yeah, spreadsheet on Mondays. Yep. So we get Mondays spreads, which is kind of tough because obviously injuries, um, people not playing, people coming back from injury that we don't know about later in the week. So there could be some drastic changes to some spreads that we say on here. But And also another tough part about this pool is that all of our picks for the entire week have to be in by Thursday night. So something crazy could happen on Saturday or Sunday before in pregame warmups or whatever, and we can't change our picks. So obviously, we're starting a week two here. Uh, week one, I went ten and six. I did not win. Zach nine and seven, I believe, right? Yeah, I went nine and seven. So we're in it up until that Sunday night game, and then the Cowboys let us down, or maybe the yep, refs. Maybe usual. the refs let us down. Who knows? 
Yeah, bad pass interference call. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep track of our uh, weekly standings, and we're going to have a little friendly wager between the two of us. We're we're unsure what the prize is going to be or what the winner is going to get. We're actually going to put a poll up on social media to let our our listeners uh, decide. Absolutely. Get right into it then. Tomorrow night, Thursday night football. First or the first normal Thursday night matchup of the own one Bengals and the own one Browns. This one's taking place in Cleveland. I got the Browns favored by six and a half after looking terrible against the Ravens on Sunday. Uh, what do you think? You know, the Browns looked so bad. Uh, I, I honestly, I had such high hopes for them coming into this year. I thought this was finally going to be Baker's breakout year. A, another year with Odell. I thought they were going to have better chemistry. Targeted Odell 10 times, only caught three balls. I don't. I don't understand why you can't design plays to just get Odell the ball early and let him make something happen. What What is so difficult about that for this team? I, granted, granted, Baker Mayfield's had his fourth coach in three years. I get it. But still, design some easy slant routes, some some curls, something easy for Odell to get the ball, get some confidence between the two of you, and, and make something happen. I, I don't understand. Uh, the Browns. The Browns are seven and two against the spread in Thursday night games, right? Which is very interesting. So they play half um, their games on Thursday. Exactly. <laughs> and and up to a couple of years ago, they were probably uh, ten point underdogs every week, every time they played. Um, I I personally think I love the way Joe, Joe Burrow looked. I thought he was very poised. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a very good quarterback. That, he had that terrible interception. That was terrible when he tried to just what he tried to do, lateral the ball or just like kind of like fling it. Yeah, that was a college In the play. fourth quarter, yeah, that was off brutal. But he's a rookie. I give him credit for trying. Uh, I do think that Nick Chubb's going to break out this game and, and rush for about a buck fifty. And I'm still taking the Browns, even though they looked absolutely terrible. Wow. So my thoughts on the Browns, it's just I also think why can't you get Odell the ball with room for him to work? That's where we've seen him be the best. But I don't know. I just – I don't know if the Browns are that bad or the Ravens are that good. That's the kind of – that's kind of where I am on them. That's why I think this game on Thursday is such a big game against the Bengals who no one really expects anything from. If they're better and they're a, at least an 8-8 eight and eight team, the Browns, then they got to show up and win on Thursday. I do like the Bengals, though. Joe Burrow looked great. If it wasn't for that call on A.J. Green – uh, they, I mean, but that that was a push off though, so it was the right call. It, uh, it was, but it was a but it was a great throw. Yeah, a great, great throw. throw. Right, he, right where he, he led them be. down that field in under two minutes. He looked great, and then Bullock could have won the game, but he faked his little injury in his leg. I read on Twitter <laughs> that he was favoring his kicking leg, which I believe is his right leg, and then at practice the next day, it was his left leg that was hurting. So. Oh. I don't know. I don't buy that. Very I think, interesting. But he, I mean, he shanked that. I th- yeah, I think he just shanked uh, it and then tried to play it off with injury. Very possible. But uh, my pick for this game, I'm going with the Bengals plus six and a half. I, Are you? I wow. got to, uh, I got to see the Browns do it before I can take them by almost a touchdown. So I'll take the Bengals. Yeah. I think, I do think though, as we get closer to game time, actually, can you tell us right now, what is the law as of Wednesday night at nine o'clock? What is the, what is the live spread? Spread right now is Bengals plus six. Okay, so it's only gone down a half point. Yeah, an over under of 43 and a half. 
It's also an interesting uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday night. I bet you that goes over, though. Usually it's under, but I bet you that goes over. All right, so there we go. We're starting off with a little bit of opposite action there. I also, I also saw on Twitter just recently that the, tomorrow's the 100th birthday of the NFL. So. T- tomorrow, September 17th? Yeah, this is the 100th birthday of the NFL. But I did my wow. own research. And on, according to Wikipedia, it says the uh, NFL was founded on August 20th. So I'm not too sure where this stat, September 17th, 2020, came from. But they said that, the, you know, Canton, where the Hall of Fame is, that's why these two teams are playing tomorrow. Ohio versus Ohio. So. What? That's too, that's too much of a coincidence to me. Yeah. So I'm not too sure what, who's right, who's wrong. We'll see what they say on the broadcast tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you got the Bengals. I got the Browns. Uh, minus six and a half. Next up, we got uh, the home Eagles. Uh, favored by two and a half against the L.A. Rams. Um, I think that the Rams, besides their atrocious uniforms, didn't actually look too bad. Malcolm Brown looks like he's taking the reins of the running back spot. I think they had a very solid overall performance. Uh, the Eagles, on the other hand, what were they up, 17 to nothing? Yeah. And then blew that game against Washington. Um, obviously, Miles Sanders didn't play. He is practicing in full this week. Um he could be a difference maker, but I need to see more from him. Uh, I saw Lane Johnson might come back too. Oh, really? Wow. Um, I'm still taking the Rams here uh, just because of their, their – I think this is a toss-up, but I'm, I'm taking the Rams just because of the points. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams plus two and a half too. I don't know why Philly's even favored in this game. I bet you they won't be by game time. Yeah. Uh, right now, live, it's pick them. So yeah, so, so that's gonna that's gonna that makes a lot. So more we, sense. yeah, I, I agree. I'm not buying the Eagles. They came out to that hot start. In my fantasy matchup, I was playing against Philly's defense and Wentz. I went down pretty early, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a long afternoon." And they barely scored any points after that. So, kudos to the Redskins, or excuse me, Washington Football Team for their comeback. But I'm not buying the Eagles. I'm not buying Wentz. I don't buy their defense. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look back, what has Wentz really done to beat? He's like almost like anointed. Like I'm very I, curious I, in why he gets a kind of a pass. Yeah, he especially does. from a a crowd like Philly. And it, I I wonder why. I mean, what what they drafted what receiver in the second round, Rhaegar or whatever yeah, his name Jaylen is, Jalen Rieger. Rieger, uh, but why don't they get Wentz some more weapons? I mean, Dallas Gobert. And Zach Wentz are your two best offensive players. Yeah, I'm. I don't think the Eagles are very good this year, to be honest. This might yeah, be the my, this might be the final straw for Wentz too. If they go six and ten, that's not going to fly. Yeah, I, I agree. But like like I just said, Miles Sanders could be the difference maker. I just don't. I have to see more. I I can't. I'm not putting all my faith in Miles Sanders to be the reason why they start winning games. And I think the Eagle. I think the Rams. Excuse me. Are kind of in a bounce back here. Last year was tough. Um, but Aaron Donald, yeah, but then they got rid of Gurley. Aaron Donald's unstoppable as usual on Sunday. Oh, bro, he is unstoppable. He's unbelievable. He's uh, they it's have fun to triple though. team it's him. Fun to just triple lock in him. on him when you're watching the game, and he just gets the quarterback every play. It's unbelievable. It's it's <laughs> insane. It really is. I'm I'm going. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams there. So yeah. All right, cool. We're on the same page there. All right, next Tampa coming up short. Tom Brady did not look good in his first game. Own one. 
they're at home hosting the Carolina Panthers, led by Teddy Bridgewater now. I'm going to go with here. My pick, I'm taking Carolina, plus seven and a half. Tampa, Tampa has everybody on paper. They have everything you want. They have the offseason of uh, dreams for any fan. But obviously, as we've seen many times in sports, I think it kind of takes a little bit of time, especially with the pandemic preseason we had where there was no games. There's very little time to even kind of just get together, I guess. So I'm not buying in on Tampa yet. I think they'll get better as the season goes. I think their defense is good. They had a tough matchup against New Orleans. New Orleans is a cohesive unit that's been together forever. But I'm going to go with Carolina. I think Teddy... Teddy, he's not bad. He's not great, but he keeps you in games and usually covers the spread. So I'm going to roll with Teddy there. And, yeah, they had a terrible play call at the end, too, by uh, Matt Rule. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Questionable play calling at the end of that you game. you got to give the ball to McCaffrey. I know. It's, uh, it's, you can't even describe why you would not give the ball to McCaffrey there. Uh, rookie head coach, um, I don't even know if he's the play caller there. Either way, he's the head coach. He's taking the fall for that. Very questionable. Probably cost him the game against the Raiders. Um, Tom Brady looked old. He did. He had some terrible throws, some bad misses. I mean, he kind of looked like the Brady last year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mike Evans was hurt. It was doubtful to play. Ended up playing. Caught one ball. It was a touchdown. I, I don't know what Tampa Bay is doing with their running back situation. It's almost like they have three running backs that they're all they're trying to play them all. I Ronald Jones looked good. good. I thought he looked the best out of everybody. He did. He did. But Fournette played. McCoy also played. It's. I almost think you have to let pick if it's going to be Ronald Jones. Let Ronald Jones take the bulk of the carries. Um, I'm rolling with you here. I think Carolina covers. As you mentioned, Teddy Bridgewater is not what he was. But he's not terrible. He's had a couple of years where he didn't have to play much and just. He's also working into get... a new system, and so exactly. Uh, but I, I think seven and a half is too much for a McCaffrey-led uh, offense. I think that he can cover that by himself. Um, I'm rolling with Carolina. It's in live time. It's Carolina plus nine now. Oh wow! So people are banking on Brady to rebound. I guess maybe first home game, but. Yeah, there's no fan. I mean, they will actually have fans, I believe. Yeah, the Jags did, so I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, I think I think Florida is allowed to. And actually, we didn't mention this, but the Browns and Bengals will also have fans to, tomorrow night. Will they? Yeah, they're allowed, I think, 6,000 fans tomorrow. Oh, nice. The 100th anniversary, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're both going with Carolina there, plus seven and a half. Next up, we have... Pittsburgh Steelers at home giving six and a half to the Denver Broncos. Uh, sh- this is interesting. It's a short week for both teams. Very rarely do you see this. Both played on Monday night. Uh, but, I mean, there's injuries everywhere in this matchup. I mean, James Conner, Phillip Lindsay, the offensive line of the Steelers, A.J. Bouye, Juju, and Deontay Johnson both showed up on the injury report. Is Cortland Sutton going to play? I mean, it's there's injuries everywhere. So who who knows what's what's going to change from that perspective on Sunday morning? Steelers defensive line looked like uh, the greatest defensive line of all time against the Giants. <laughs> I mean, they put they put a fucking hurting on Saquon. Um, but at the same time, me personally, I with all those injuries, I I, I don't trust Drew Locke at all. Um, 
I think even if the the, the Broncos were fully healthy, uh, I would still take the Steelers here to cover the six and a half. I, there's just something about Drew Locke. I just don't trust him. I don't think he's going to be. The, I don't think he's the guy. I don't. I don't. I don't see him as the quarterback of the future for that team. I like the Steelers as well uh, with the six and a half here as my pick. Um, I do like Drew Locke. I think he's good, but I don't. I think this team is so young. I think their average age on offense is like 24, 25. So I think they're young. That means going on the road, especially to somewhere like Pittsburgh, even without fans, it's still a tough place to play. Um, so I think a young team like this won't be able to do it on the road. Lindsay's out. Bouye's banged up. Judy had a few drops his first game. Maybe his little nerves on his first opening night. But I'm not buying Denver on the road. I'll I'll take them at home a few times, though. And their defense isn't that great without Vaughn. Pittsburgh, though, Pittsburgh has probably one of the best defenses in the league. And uh, I think they will they can win this game easily. Do you do you trust James Conner? Do you think? No. Uh, I was saying this, I think, yesterday. In my opinion, I think the Steelers' scheme makes the running back and not vice versa, as we saw with what happened with Lev Bell. I, I believe you can plug any running back into the Steelers' scheme and that they're going to be they're going to be a beast i agree with that i think snell's gonna have a good year they said he lost a lot of weight in the offseason too um i'm not buying james connor he's all he's all but done in my book he might go i I, he might go catch on somewhere i don't know like denver or cincinnati or something run for a few yards but nothing spectacular like we uh like we had a few years ago yeah i i agree uh so all right we're both riding with Pitt there and i let me let me add this because you had mentioned home and road teams quite a bit there. I think without fans, there is no home field advantage. Yeah, I can see that. I don't I, I think just, that it, I it's I'm even so playing used field to everywhere. games with who's home and what's how that yeah, affects it's people. Hard. It's tough to not do that. I agree. I agree. But you think about it, the road team doesn't have to worry about the fans being so loud that they can't change the play at the line. Exactly. You know, it's free free reign for everybody. Everybody's on the same playing field here. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting concept. Yeah, I've noticed that gambling on all sports, even bubble with basketball, uh, the spreads aren't as high and they aren't as uh, distant as they would be to say the Lakers were at home against I don't know. Yeah. Somebody. I mean, I don't know about you, but as I was going through this list, it's, it seems like almost every single spread was between five and a half and seven and a half. Yeah, I noticed that too. That takes us into our next game, which should be a shootout. The 0-1 Falcons, who look like the same old Falcons. A lot of offense, no defense at the 0-1 Cowboys. Uh, we have the Cowboys favored at five and a half. I'm going with uh, Dallas here. I don't buy the Falcons. It's the same thing every year. They got this five-flying offense. They'll complete 35 passes, but their defense stinks. They're going to give up 35 passes themselves. So I'm going with Dallas here. I think they just are stronger up front. Zeke probably will have a big game. And the the Cowboys got a little nice three-set of receivers there with Cooper, Gallup, and uh, C.D. Lamb. They lost Jarwin, though, to injury. He broke his leg, but I think they'll be all right, and I think they'll cover the five and a half. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that if the Falcons start 0-2 that Dan Quinn's already on the hot seat? Yeah. I think Dan Quinn's on the hot seat 
coming into the season. The last time the Falcons started 0 and 2 was 2007. Wow. Yeah. Last time the Cowboys started 0 and 2 was 2010. Damn, we were young bucks back then. So 10 years ago for the Cowboys, 13 years ago for the Falcons. The Cowboys actually fired Wade Phillips that year and gave the job to Jason Garrett. Um, so just a little interesting note there. Uh, you know, Atlanta, as you said, has I think has the best passing attack in the NFL. Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones are special. They both went for almost 150 yards last week. Matt Ryan threw for 450 yards. Uh, but the defense is just I, – I, you hire a defensive coach, and you wouldn't think that your team in year four or five or whatever Dan Quinn's in would have the highest uh, passing yards per game. They got worked think by it, Seattle. Worked. And don't get me wrong, Seattle's a great team. Um, I personally, though, I don't trust Dallas nearly as much as you do. I think five and a half is too much. I think Atlanta's going to stay in this game. They're going to keep it close. They might lose by a field goal at the end. I'm taking Atlanta to cover the five and a half. It's four and a half now. So people are on Atlanta. So people are I think that game's going to be a shootout, though. Nice early me shootout. Me too. What, the over-under's got to be, what, 52, 51? 53. 53, yeah. All right. Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers making the trip across the country to visit New Jersey to play the New York Jets. Uh, I'm going to start here. I'll be very brief. I have nothing good to say about the Jets. San Francisco is going to cover this. They should be favored by 15. Yeah, San Fran, they played. I'm not buying San Fran this year. I know their defense is good, but I'm not I'm not very, very trustworthy of Jimmy G. He already got my man George Kittle hurt, thanks a lot, on the overthrown pass. There's no Debo. They're still going to blow out the Jets. My one note I have on the Jets is the worst. So <laughs> I'm going to take San Fran. It's actually seven now in, in real life. So oh, I'm not too sure dumb. why, but I think the Niners are going to go in there and absolutely dominate them. I agree. I I mean, the worst is is, is the best note you can ever I have. I didn't even the, have to do Jets. any other research. Just the worst. I, I literally have a I have a page for every game, and my game my page for this game just says San Francisco covers. Yeah. I, I had nothing to even look up. There's nothing even positive to say about the Jets. There was nothing good about any of it. No, nah, that was pro- that was one of the worst games I have ever watched. I saw Jameson and, Crowder's on the injured list today. Yeah, I did see that too. But every, a lot of people pop up on the injury list on Wednesdays just because they didn't want to pr- have him practice and they have to put him on there. I mean, you had the one play to Jameson Crowder, the little bubble screen where Tremaine Edmonds missed a tackle and, and Crowder was able to score. But other than that, the Jets looked like a, a minor league team. They are so bad. Why, why, do, team, why do GMs or, or presidents or owners of teams keep bringing this dumb fuck Adam Gase in and letting him just completely rip apart the team? I don't even I mean, know how look, he has that job still. Look how many, look how many, how many. Not, I don't want to say stars, but how many decent, good players were in Miami when Adam Gase took took over that job, and he got rid of all of them. What year is this one. for Gase? Three? Year two? No, it's oh, year two. Jesus, it's only year this two, guy, and he's already he already needs to be out. We have Chris Hogan as like our our number two receiver. Like, what are we doing here? You got the team you make in Madden when you want to tank and get the first pick. Yeah, and honestly, I. 
I hope that the Jets go one and fifteen. What would you do, do with Darnold? Fuck him. You're not. You're off the Darnold bandwagon. If I get the number one pick, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. So you're and, just gonna and... give up on Sammy like that, even though he's had oh. a this coach. I don't want to. I don't want to give up on him. But if I get the number one pick, I mean, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence, and I'll trade Sam for a second or a third rounder. It's not Sam's fault, right? Sam has all the tools. He he does miss some open throws, throws that he should make. But at the same time, we have no offensive line. We have no running game. He has no receivers. Sam's a, Sam's a spread him out, throw it around kind of quarterback. And but we have him. nobody to throw it to. Yeah, you guys have him dinking Duncan's. And that's I not know. his game. And we don't even have him dinking and dunking to the right guy. Lev Bell is the best dink and dunk guy you can have. And he gets, the, he gets like maybe two or three targets a, a game. Adam Gase just has no idea what he's doing. And that's just the fact. Any Jet fan or anybody who watches football that can prove to me otherwise, I mean, I gladly invite you on to the podcast. Do you miss Todd Bowles? Yeah. Give me Todd Bowles <laughs> back. Give me Rex Ryan back. I'll I take Herm Edwards. I saw like something. Eric Manzini. Anybody take Herm, he's still in the form, he's at Arizona State, yeah. But the, a lot of people think the speculation is that the Jets are gonna get uh Eric Bellamy or whatever his name is, Bellamy, Eric B. Enemy, But here's the problem with the Jets, and anybody who's and then we'll get off the Jets because it's just boring to talk about. The Jets will always be bad until we stop having the owner hire a GM and a coach separately. The, the owner should give the power to either the president or the GM or that combo position, whatever it is, to hire their own coach. Stop trying to marry a coach and a GM together. It's never going to work. Never. Every good team. Look at every good team. San Fran, John Lynch makes all the decisions. He hires his own coach. Rick Spielman, he hired the coach. There, there's no, the owner, the, your, the Ziggy guy, whatever his name is, did not come in here and hire Zimmer and Rick Spielman to, uh, and try to marry him together. That's not how it works. Ziggy Wolf, my guy. It's just ridiculous. I fucking hate him. Yeah. Uh, let's move on from that. The Your second team, I guess, by adoption, the 1-0 Bills. They're heading down to Miami, who just lost to the Patriots in week one. Uh, Buffalo is five and a half. I'm going with Buffalo five and a half. I think that's easy money. The Bills are solid. Um, what can you say that they don't have? Yeah, I mean, you said they're my adopted team, and and that's that's pretty accurate. I actually picked them to go. I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl this year out of the AFC. Uh, I I'm taking the Bills all day here. Uh, this is going to be my big bet uh, of the weekend, big money bet. Uh, I mean, they have it all. I mean, Allen threw for 300 yards, first time in his career. I mean, he's only getting better. He had two fumbles, which worries you, but, I mean. He looked good with Steph. Steph Diggs had My eight boy. catches. John Brown had a TD, although he's hurt today. He got hurt today. I mean, if the Bills can work out the kicking and the fumbling issues, I mean, I think they're going to be a 12-4 and four type of team this year. I think the Dolphins are heading in the right direction, but I, was, I just kept waiting for Fitzmagic on week one. It just never came. Yeah, I think, I think I that, that, that mystique might be driving. over. I think that might be over. They were driving to the end of the game against the Patriots. He threw that pick, which actually helped me cover because I needed that. So thank you. But uh, just throw Tua in. Let me know when he's in, then I'll watch the. Yeah, Dolphins. and I mean, Devontae Parker might not play this week. So, yeah. My boy Preston Williams is going to have Tredavious on him after Gilmore last week. So, yeah, not looking he's good. He's going to get shut down again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bills, I think it's an easy cover. Yeah. Consensus there. 
All right. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts against your Minnesota Vikings. I'll let you take that away to start. <sighs> so, Vikings corners, as I told everybody, they're new. Holton Hill, Mike Hughes, both third years. They just can't. I don't trust them at all. They can't. Our defense is good, solid. We, we don't have Daniil Hunter, so we lost that route. And, Gok, and Yannick Ngakwe, is that his name? That's how you say it? Yeah. Ngakwe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was nowhere to be found. I think he's still settling in. We don't have Michael Pierce, who was our big defensive tackle signing from the Ravens. He opted out. I think it's going to be a rough year here for the Vikes. Our defense is not good. The corners are going to get torched, as they showed you, against Aaron Rodgers. I still think they cover this three and a half because the Colts have Phillip Rivers. So that means everybody's in it in the fourth. <laughs> uh, I think our safeties will be able to make up for some uh, of our corners errors. But honestly, I think the Vikings at best this year is seven and nine, eight and eight. Wow. If that, I don't, I can see them potentially starting. Oh, and four. Wow. But I think it's one of those things where these guys are new. They suck at the beginning of the year. They get better slowly, at, and towards the end of the year, they'll really be really kind of just settle in. And I think next year is the year with the defense, but it's Kirk's last year of his deal. We got no Steph. We're starting Ola B.C. Johnson. They're young, and there's a lot of questions, and they were not answered correctly on Sunday, so hopefully they grow. But Do you, do I, you want them to re-sign Kurt? My heart? Absolutely not. My football brain, kind of, because we have to. Who, who we? Who else are we getting? Yeah. So I mean, if he comes back for the cheap, I mean, yeah, not a, not a hundred. We got a lot. We got a lot. We just paid a lot of people. We got a lot of other people that need the money that are performing. Kirk's not bad, but he doesn't bring you to the next level uh, by himself. Yeah. So I can't, and especially now with a bad defense that. Given up 527 yards in week one to our rivals. It might be a long season. Yeah, I mean, as you noted, the Vikings secondary issues are, are a big problem. Um, but at the end of the day, Phillip Rivers is Phillip Rivers. And uh, you're, like you said, you're never out of it when you're playing against Phillip Rivers. Uh, I think the big question that we all are going to be watching on Sunday is, what does Jonathan Taylor have? It's his time to step up with with Marlon Mack going out. So let what what Naheem Himes was taking all those touchdowns. I know, people. I know. So we'll see, Jonathan. Let's see if he steps up. Um, I think the Vikings are going to win this game on the field. Uh, I think you're going to get a strong Dalvin Cook performance. I'm talking about buck fifty with two TDs from Dalvin Cook. Vikings win, cover, and win on the field. I hope. I hope. I'm pretty down on him. Next, we have the 0-1 Lions. Uh, they're playing and look like the same old Lions. They're heading into Green Bay with the Packers for 1-0. They're favored by 6.5. What do you think? Uh, I mean, as everybody saw, Aaron Rodgers went off last week. Uh, four, t- four touchdowns passing. Devontae had four catch- 14 catches. Um, but the Lions probably should have won that game. Uh, the r- rookie running back dropped the easy touchdown. They were without. Yeah, that's that's a tough way to lose your first game. Yeah, I mean he probably he probably still hasn't slept. Um, but their number one overall pick, not the, not the number one overall pick, their first round pick, the number three overall pick, Jeff Akuda, 
from Ohio State. Missed week one, but he has been practicing this week, so that's a good sign. Uh, I expect a shootout. Uh, the Lions won't go away easy, and the Lions are going to cover the six and a half. I think the Packers probably win by four. I I think that I always say the Packers suck no matter what. I think they're actually pretty good this year. Maybe it's because I have Aaron Jones as my fantasy running back, so I'm kind of rooting for him. But they played a week secondary in the Vikings. It's not that Detroit's much better, but I think Detroit will give them a little bit of a better fight. And I think it also is going to be a shootout. Detroit's 2-10 and 10 against the spread in their last 12. Oof. And the over is hit in this matchup six of the last nine times. Oof. So I'm going Lions, six and a half. We have a lot of the same picks this week. I just think uh, Stafford's going to be in there. Hopefully Galladay gets in. Yeah, I think that's really what's going to come down to. What's the live spread on this one? Live spread Lions Packers is six. So people are riding with the Lions. Yeah, over under 49. I would take the over. Yeah, I like that too. Um, All right, so we both have the Lions there. Uh, Next up, uh, Chicago Bears giving five and a half to the New York Giants. Giants offensive line looks atrocious. It's awful. The Steelers ate them up. You need to get Saquon some help. Uh, I think the wide receiver, they got Slayton. Uh, he ruined my fantasy week. I played against him on Monday night, and he cost me a loss. That dude's a touchdown machine. Yeah, he is. He's an emerging star, I think. I think Daniel Jones looked very good. That that long ball that he had uh, was nice. I mean, you, you just can't have a 19-play drive and then end it with a pick in the end zone. Uh, well, they had that early uh, turnover. They're at the goal line. Couldn't, couldn't score. Yeah, they got the fumble recovery on the two-yard line. Couldn't get it in. I mean, he should have just pounded the rock with Saquon three straight times. But nope, they don't want to do that. And what's his name? Jerry Judge. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, Chica- Sa- Saquon won't have six yards again either. He'll have a much bigger day. Yeah, I, I think so. But Chicago's defense is the type of defense that could bottle him up again. I mean, they got the linebackers, they got the defensive line to kind of to kind of hold him in place. Uh, I mean, Chicago scored twenty one answered, twenty one unanswered against the Lions to end up w- to to win that game. Uh, I think they have too much on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I'm taking the Bears to cover. This is a tough one, actually. This is a tough. This might be the toughest one of the week. Uh, Trubisky was awful until the fourth quarter. A Anthony Miller looked good. Anthony Miller looked good. Allen Robinson, I hear, wants out. Where'd you hear that? On Twitter. Nice. That's where I get all my information from. Nice. I should probably look at my sources now and source them, but they're not my sources. So just read I don't know. Them. I don't but, know where uh, who, where he would be able to go. New England. Oh yeah, good call. Uh, I'll take him. Shit, <laughs> old BC Johnson, get out of here. <laughs> this game's tough. I like the Giants. I like Daniel Jones. I think their defense is decent. I think they're. I think they're all trending in the right direction. I'm gonna go with the Giants here, plus five and a half. I think Saquon has a big day. Nice. I hope so. I hope so too. Next up, we got the Titans, who are ten and a half point favorites at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who shocked a lot of people with their win over the Colts on Sunday. What do you think? I think the Jags win on the field. 
What? Yep, Jags going 2-0. Tennessee, in my opinion, not that good. Offense isn't that great. Ryan Tannehill had a, Ryan Tannehill had a magical run last year. I think he was good week one. They won 16 to 14. It can't be that good. Yeah, but he was solid. I don't care about solid. I just don't think, I don't see it. I don't think they're that good. Gardner Minshew uh, wins this game. Jags on the field. Uh, I think the Jags were, Gardner Minshew, I think is good. Don't get me wrong. But I think Derrick Henry's about to run all over these guys. He might. And he, but the Jags still could win, even if Derrick Henry runs all over them. Uh, I think I think the Titans are too good for these guys. Jacksonville, nice win, week one. That's cool. You're playing the Colts. Eh. Playing Phillip Rivers. Okay. Yeah, Phillip Rivers. Okay. <laughs> so everybody's got a chance to win in the fourth quarter. It doesn't matter. So they just happen to take advantage of it. I think Tennessee comes in here and I think they put a pounding down on them. I'll take that ten and a half. Wow. Okay. Wow. We are completely opposite on that one. Yeah, I'm not buying Jacksonville. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Team's trying to tank. That's it for the one o'clock Phillip Rivers lose to him. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. That's it for the 1 o'clock games. 4 o'clock, we got three very good games. Uh, First up, Arizona at home, giving 6.5 to the Washington football team. Uh, I don't know who heard it, or I didn't put it out on social media anywhere, but I did call the Arizona Cardinals upset over the San Francisco 49ers. I said that was the game I was watching. That was going to be the upset. I, I just called it with the Jags over the Titans, so I'm, I'm looking to go two for two on my big upsets. Kyler Murray is this year's Lamar Jackson, where he could take an uh, MVP-type leap uh, in progression. Uh, D-Hop balled out. I mean, he had a shit ton of catches. But at the same time, Washington's defense, the defensive front, they're good. looks good. They look very good. I just don't trust the offense, and it's all about the offense in the NFL. I'm taking Arizona to cover the six and a half. I'm agreeing with you. I'm taking Arizona six and a half. I think Arizona is really good this year. I also had bet them to win. I didn't take a money line, but I took them with the points against San Fran on last Sunday. So we're right there too. But I also had the Washington football team. You did. That was my, that was my sleeper pick for week one. I don't know what it is. I, I'm a big Dwayne Haskins fan. Maybe it's because they got rid of the name Redskins. Now you like them. Oh, true. Washington football team. Excuse me. <laughs> the WFD. I like Dwayne Haskins. I think he's good. Uh, I know numbers always don't say it, but him and McLaurin to play together at college. Haskins is good. The defense is led by Jack Del Rio now. Ron Rivera's in charge. And they're playing for Ron Rivera. I mean, you saw that. You saw the emotion for Ron yeah. Rivera. I mean, these guys get an IV at halftime. I just... There's something brewing there. I don't know. It's not uh, 10 and 16. They're probably 5 and 11, but I'll rock with them. But not this week against Arizona. I think they're too high-powered. Off an emotional win last week for Washington, too. I agree. So, yeah, I'm going to Arizona. All right, nice. We're both on the Cardinals there. Next up, we got Houston at home after the Thursday night opening night loss. Um, They got a tough one this week, too, with Baltimore coming into town. Uh, I got to go Baltimore here. The six and a half. Baltimore looked like by far the best team of week one. Again, we don't know if the Browns are that bad or the Ravens are this good, but where's the hole in the Ravens? They have so many running backs. They have Lamar. They have a great defense. Hollywood Brown. Houston, Houston, they got Deshaun, but David Johnson did look good. But uh, I think it's kind of be a similar game to what it was against the Chiefs. 
And that leads me to taking uh, the Ravens six and a half. I mean, who who in the NFL scheduling department hates Houston? Who? How do you get scheduled Kansas City and Baltimore the first two weeks of the year? It it gets easier. Week three, they got the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but on paper, six months ago, it, that wasn't an easy game. Yeah, true, true. I mean, very rough start, as you said, for Houston. Maybe they're trying to force Bill a B.O.B. out. I'm most likely. Get out of here. Get that guy out of here. I mean, like you said, you couldn't have asked for a better start for Baltimore. Uh, Mark Andrews, you didn't mention. Hollywood Brown, you didn't mention. And, and you mentioned a lot of people. Uh, Lamar went 20 of 25. Not bad for a guy who they said couldn't throw. He picked up right where he left off yeah. in the regular season. Yeah. Not in the playoffs. I think Houston's going to miss D-Hop uh, more than they probably expected. I mean, is Will Fuller really the guy? I mean, I don't know. I don't see it. Come on. Will Fuller will be hurt by yeah. three. We all know. Right. I, I agree. And Brandon Cooks will too. Uh, David Johnson looked look, – he looked slow to me. I mean, he had a good couple runs when hold, when the holes were big. but I, He looked nifty. He looked. He was moving, bouncing around. Yeah, out. he looked like a, a seasoned running back, not like the David Johnson who was just making people miss back in the day. Um. I think that Deshaun Watson does just enough to keep this game close and Houston covers. Nice. I hope I hope not because I'm playing them in fantasy. Oh, deep Deshaun? Yeah. Good luck. Um, next up, the Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champs, coming off an impressive week one victory, uh, giving eight and a half to the L.A. Clippers. Not the LA Clippers, the LA Chargers. The Clippers ain't getting no more points. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I personally worry about the Chargers' offense under Tyrod Taylor. I mean, they only put up 16 points against the Bengals. Uh, I like the, I like the young running back from UCLA that they got, Kelly. Uh, but you got to put up more points than 16 if you're going to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs' rookie running back, Edwards. How do you say it? Edwards Helene. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, the H is silent. Hilaire. That, was, that dude is going to be filthy. He had he had in that game one of the filthiest pivots. He, he planted on one foot and went the other way that I've ever seen. Uh, the one When he scored the touchdown, I think Mahomes throws for four touchdowns. Kansas City covers easily. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with Kansas City every week, no matter who they play. Yeah, I agree. Until those spreads start getting to, like, two touchdowns every week. Yeah. But I'm agreeing with you there. The Chiefs are by far the best team. That defense feeds off that offense. I don't think anybody can stop their offense. They have weapons everywhere. Even Demarcus Robinson's a weapon. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing what they've been able to put together. Yeah, I think the Chiefs will handle that game easily, and uh, maybe they'll put, start to put the clock on Tyrod. You think you think the Chiefs have a shot at 16 and 0? No, you don't. I think, uh, like, yeah, they can, but I don't think they'll go for it at the end of the year because I think they'll probably be twelve and one, thirteen and one, and you don't. Really but if you're if wanna... if you're fourteen and zero, then go for you it. Go for it. I would, but I don't run a business, and these players. Yeah, you don't. You didn't put five hundred million dollars in yeah, their health. Yeah, their health only matters to me on fantasy wise. So I'm not. Too... And I mean, something to always look out for with Mahomes is he does get hurt. I mean, maybe he maybe he's learned to be more of a pocket QB. But last year, he what he missed three three weeks. The year before that, I think he missed two. So you just gotta be careful there. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs eight and a half. Yeah, let's see. What do you think that is now? Let's see. It's probably ten. It's gotta be ten. Yeah, 
It's eight and a half. Still. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. Chargers, huh? <laughs> what the hell? That's like my whole fantasy team. I got Mahomes, Hunter Henry, uh, Keenan Allen. I just signed uh, Joshua the, Kelly. You got, <laughs> you got the wrong guys. I know. I got all the wrong guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right. So that leads us into Sunday night, right? Yeah, Sunday night football. Sunday night football is actually a really good game. I'm looking forward to this one. Cam Newton and the New England Patriots, who looked new and exciting, different. Yeah, different. Week one or week two, they're going into Seattle to play a high-flying Seattle offense who was throwing the ball all over Atlanta week one. Uh, we have Seattle at four and a half point favorites. You take this one away. I think four and a half is generous. I mean, I think Seattle looks like one of the best teams in the league. Russell Wilson is just that good. Uh, I think I think New England still has a lot to figure out, while on the other hand, Seattle, I mean, they have it all. They have the defense. They have the receivers. They have the running backs. They signed Greg Olson, who caught a touchdown. I mean, they just have it all. I'm personally rooting for Cam. I, you know, I want him to succeed, but with, you know, they don't have a running back one. They they have a mediocre receiving and tight end core. Um, I think Seattle covers this one easily. They probably went by 10. I'm going to go New England, four and a half. Uh, I think it's going to be a back and forth type of game. I think Cam's going to come out and try and prove something on primetime, first game. Yeah, he lacks offensive help. Uh, Edelman's your best. And Edelman, I mean, he's not what he was. And Kill Harry, wherever that guy's name is. Stinks. Eh. There's like 13 receivers who are better than him that were drafted after him. Yeah. Um, their defense is good, but they lost a lot of guys who opted out. It's an interesting game for New England. It's a really big test early. So that's why I, I just think Cam's about it. I think he's just. Do you think New England wins or you think they probably just lose by three? I think they lose by three. Interesting. Seattle's good. Seattle's got everything. But I think New England's run offense they have and how they're kind of doing it might throw Seattle off a little bit. I don't think Seattle up front is very good either. I think Jamal Adams and all them, Jamal Adams is all over the field. All over the place. I think he's going to do that all season. But I'm going to take New England here. I think I think I just trust Bill and I – it's hard to bet against the Patriots. I agree. When Bill yeah. Belichick's still there. Yeah, I know. And Cam, I just think that Cam is good. I think Cam is about to have a really big year. All right, so, so we're, we're opposite there. We've got a few opposites in that late slot. Uh, Monday Night Football. New Orleans on the road, coming off a big win. Five and a half point favorites against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's supposed to be a big night here. First week at our new stadium. Is it going to be popping off over there instead? I, you, you, do you think the strip off. will still be popping? No, unless they open bar tops, maybe. Could be. It could be. There's no reason, no reason else to go down this there. This could be the time to open them up. You, I mean, it would be a smart play if they wanted to do that. But I don't know, I'm not buying in on Vegas either. I'm not big on Derek Carr. They look like all those young, all those picks they had gotten. They look like they've turned them into a lot of good players. Ruggs looked great before he got hurt. Josh Jacobs is good. Their defense is young and hungry. I think they're trending in the right direction. I'm actually I'm going to go with Las Vegas here, plus five and a half. Screw the New Orleans Saints. Did you just change that on the fly right now? 
I did. <laughs> not, I'm not buying the Saints either. Drew Brees can't throw the ball more than 15 yards. Mike Thomas is hurt. Kamara looks like he's back. Their defense is good. But, you know, it's the same old Saints. I'm going to take uh, Vegas playing inspired in their brand new stadium. The Death Star. Plus five and a half. I, you know what? I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna throw you off guard here, and I'm taking the Raiders as well. I didn't think you were gonna. Uh, I think not take I, Saints I, overrated. I think Josh Jacobs is a beast. I think the defense is good enough. I think the Raiders win on the field. Wow, that's two ten money line right there. Two ten money line. Give me the Raiders and the Jaguar parlay money line. Both of them send me to Vegas. Moneyline Jaguars and Raiders for fifty dollars would win you. Oh man, my app just closed. They would win you a nice chunk. <laughs> uh, I'm take. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You guys heard it here first. Jaguars Raiders moneyline. We have to do a point total for the Monday night game to just in case we have a tiebreaker. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Raiders twenty eight. Saints 24 for a total of 52. 52. Did you just add that up? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Raiders 24. Saints 20. 44. 44. All right. There you have it. There's the peak. There's the picks for week two. We hope you guys enjoyed that nice little segment. A little long, but. We wanted to give you as much detail and information as you could. If you want to get your bets in, call me. Call Maddie B for the bet hookup. Um, all right, so we got a little time left. Uh, you want to talk about your boys uh, down in Miami or in Orlando? Fuck yeah, I want to talk about my boys. Let's go. What do you think? Give me your give. Let's go. Give me, give me your recap, your 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 analysis of uh, Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals. Tough, just like I expected. If we didn't have terrible quarters in uh, the first and the third, I think we would have uh, won by a lot more. We also had three calls admitted by the NBA that went against us at critical times yesterday. How does that happen? That killed killed our momentum three times, and we still won. How does that Derrick Jones foul get called at the end of the game when you guys are up one? The either up one. On the inbound play, Derrick Jones gets pushed into who? Kemba? Gets pushed into somebody. He got pushed into Marcus Smart by Kemba. And yeah. they called a foul on Derrick Jones. That was a brutal call. And a one-point game with 20 seconds? 20, 18 22 seconds, seconds right around yeah, there. Something like that. And they get a, yeah. they get a free throw, a free free throw off that. Oh, that yep. was brutal. Uh, what a block by Bam. Oh, my God. Woo! I think we, me and you were talking last night. To me, that's one of the best blocks I've ever seen because that was a mano a mano. That was you're coming at me. I'm here protecting the paint. Let's see what you've got. Go. Yeah, let's go. Bet made the best. So man my whole win. my whole feeling on the Heat this year was I was very surprised the way they were playing and how they got out. I don't. I barely get to watch them. But back then, I was working a lot, and plus, I live in Vegas. I don't have NBA league pass or anything like that, so it's hard to watch them. They weren't really on TV, but I follow every game and. What I always was impressed by was they were winning, but they were beating like the Bucks in the regular season and the good teams, which led me to believe like maybe this team is about it, you know. But uh, you just always look at them like they're young; they don't really have the star power, but they're they're a great team. They got they're fun they to watch. All the they play 
They play tremendous defense. Bam emerged this year as an all-star. Jimmy's a killer. Tyler Hero is a killer. Goran Dragic is playing out of his mind at 34 years old. Jay Crowder's playing great. Derek Jones plays great when he comes in. Olenek, Myers Leonard, they got a squad. I think this whole time, I thought we could beat the Bucks. Thought the Celtics would be a tough series. Like, I think it's going to probably go 6 7. But now I'm starting to believe maybe you have a chance in the finals if we get there. Do you, you, so what's your prediction for the Eastern Conference finals? Heat and six. Heat and six. Nice. And then obviously, you, I would imagine you think that the Lakers are going to beat the Nuggets. Yeah. And do you, do I think we can beat the. I think we can beat the Lakers. I honestly think the only team why that not? can probably beat the Lakers is the Heat. Like why not? You, you know, can spread the floor. You can drive and kick. You have Jimmy, who's just a straight up savage. Yeah, they got Braun. They got. We can throw Bam on AD. AD has got a few inches on him, but Bam's one of the best defenders in the league. I think that he could beat the Lakers. We put. Braun will be the tough, toughest matchup, but we can switch like the day with Giannis. So you put Jay on him, put Jimmy. Uh, don't put Duncan Robinson on him. <laughs> but if those guys are hitting threes, those guys are up. They're just playing flawless basketball. It, it's pretty to watch. They play tremendous defense after that great start yesterday by the Celtics. So I was like, maybe this is going to get ugly. But they buckled down on D, and then they went on that huge run in the second quarter. Yeah, suppose the new pop. The end of that game, end of, uh, mid fourth to the end of the game, OT. It was just a, a thrilling game. I mean, I was tuned in. I was glued to the TV. Yeah, Jason Tatum's the truth. Jason Tatum is the truth. But he's I not, said that. But I said that on this podcast that long. But ago. he's just not there yet. He's good. He's getting. He's there. good. He'll be there very soon. But he just first. I just don't see like the killer. I'm taking over this game mentality in him. I know Marcus Smart it hits big shots and he can hit the three now, but go ahead, bro. I'll I'll let you shoot twelve times from out there. Yeah, I mean you're gonna take that all day. Yeah, that's what he was doing yesterday. He started forcing shots after he was hot, and I'll let him do that all day because he's not gonna continually stay hot like that. Right. But yeah, I think we're in a good run. It's fun. It's been a nice highlight of the quarantine, and it's nice to be able to watch every single game. Truth, truth, truth. Speaking truth. All right, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Week two of the NFL season, three and out podcast is back. We'll be back every week this football season. Uh, Hopefully some weeks we get in twice a week. I think we might try to do a couple, uh, just a couple of gambling shows on other sports, maybe like a Monday morning or something like that, maybe a recap show. Who knows, just something to, to keep everybody engaged. All the sports are be ending soon. But then, Except for football. Nah, but, but I mean, everything's starting right back up. The NBA draft, the NHL draft, or what? And uh, Oh, not the NHL draft's already happened. But the NBA draft is, what, November 18th? And then the season starts on Christmas again? So, I mean, we only, we're only we only going to have like a month and a half off. True. We got, I didn't even think of that. We got baseball playoffs coming soon. Yeah, the 18 playoff, that'll be fun. Yeah, very interesting. The Yankees hit six home runs again today. First time in MLB history that – or in Yankee history that they've homered in two straight they homered six times in two straight games. Yeah, Zach Wheeler just went seven in the third against the Mets. Oh, really? Good. I have him on my fantasy baseball team and I'm in the playoffs. So I needed a big performance from him today. There you go. <sighs> yeah. Follow us on Twitter at three and out. At three and podcast. out. Yeah, at three and out. Um we're gonna post up a poll to see what our what the what the loser of the, the yearly pickums would have to do. Uh, so get your votes in. 
Um, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Hit us up. Out.